Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Hey, everybody out there. Welcome back to Positively Wrestling. I am Tim Kennard, and of course, with me, as always, we have Steven Davidson. He is the heel to my baby face, the brain to my gorilla, the, oh, I don't know, just the show to my shows. I, I got nothing because I'm WrestleMania out, man. I'm, 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 wow, what a weekend. <laughs> Recovering from the WrestleMania hangover. Uh, yes. You know, I, I, I did a, an approximate tally, and last week, and this isn't counting WrestleMania Sunday. Last week, I watched about 30 hours of wrestling programming. Wow. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Wow. So uh, if you wonder why I don't have time for Impact or, <laughs> or you know, Shimmer or whatever, that's why. Um, so watching what we can. And yeah, man, it was fun, though. It was a lot of fun. It was a lot of fun. And we're going to be talking plenty about WrestleMania coming up on the show. We're going to get into things. Uh, quickly because we do have a lot to talk about a lot to go over but we got to start with our three count as always and um you had the challenge this week and it was our three favorite broadcasters uh not necessarily um commentators they they can have been a commentator but uh we wanted to go with either got their start or primarily were backstage like interviewers and segment kind of people or hosting shows shows yeah 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 Yeah. excellent well you challenge so i guess i have to go first that's right boohoo um (laughs) my number three renee young i really really liked renee's um interviewing i I liked her in her backstage segments i loved her on backstage like the actual show that was on fox for a while yep um she did end up doing some commentary and i thought she was okay yeah. commentary um and then now of course she has moved on uh to uh i don't know what what, what is she doing now anything um, in particular? I, I you know i don't i mean she has her podcast yes oral sessions with renee um which is a decent podcast she has um wrestlers from pretty much all promotions on there uh mm-hmm. primarily wwe and AEW, but mm-hmm. Um, and there's been word that who knows, maybe she'll join Mox over in AEW at some point. Uh, but she is expecting as, uh, several pers- wrestling personalities are, um, yes. and some are not and some are not. Yes. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I just, I've always really liked Renee's work. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely a good choice. And, and she is a, a strong, a strong pick. I mean, how, how do you not love Renee? Yeah. She's so genuine and so full of energy and she seemed to enjoy everything that she did. So yeah, good call. All right. For me, my number three, Ah, number three was tough. Number one and two were pretty easy for me, but number three, I I was deciding basically among three people, but I think I've decided to go and I'm deciding as I'm speaking (laughs) (laughs) with Todd Pettengill. Ah, um, some people hated Tom Pettengill and you know what? I, I just, uh, 
man, how it must suck to not be able to have any fun. Um, because Todd Pettengill was just fun. He wasn't a wrestling guy before he joined WWF back in the nineties. He was a radio station guy. He he was, and, and he's ended up being a big one. Um, but, uh, you know, he, he never looked down on the business. He really got into it. He had fun with it. He enjoyed it. Um, uh, recently, well, depending on how you wanted to find recently, I guess not too long ago. Um, he was on Sean Mooney's, um, podcast. And so that was the first I'd heard from, from Todd Pettengill in a while and quick with a joke, very quick witted, um, like Renee, always full of energy, always with a smile, always having fun, um, knew how to make the most entertaining segment out of whatever he was given. Yes. Um, his opening songs at the Slammies were always fantastic. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And uh, I, I never didn't enjoy watching Todd Pettengill. Yes, I agree. Uh, I always really love Todd, Todd Pettengill. Um and uh, this is the one I really, really was excited to talk about. When we were, yes. I, okay. uh, he's my number two. So this is a okay. great segue in. Um, but yeah, Todd, you're right. He was just so funny. I liked the humor. He seemed like he was having a great time uh, whenever he was interviewing or hosting, doing anything. Um, he came on in the, I guess it was about the early 90s. I would say uh, mid nineties, mid nineties. Yeah. Um, 95 ish, something like that. I, I can't give you the, the exact date, but around 95 ish. Uh, actually 93, 93. Okay. January right. 9th. He, uh, debuted as the host of a Saturday morning program, WWF mania. Okay. Yeah. Um, he hosted blast off live wire action zone, all these names they had for all these things. Yeah. Well, I tell you what action Incredible. zone, the first two episodes of action zone had two of the greatest television matches in WWF history, by the way, people don't talk about those matches. Really? Bret Hart, Bret Hart versus Owen Hart on the Ooh. first episode. And then the second episode was Razor Ramon and the one, two, three kid against Shawn Michaels and Diesel, Ooh. which is in my top 50 matches of all time. That's how good that one was. People don't talk I, about the action zone. I need to track that one down. I don't yep. think I've seen that one. Oh, it's fan- one of my favorite tag team matches, period. Uh, his last appearance was at SummerSlam in 1997. Um, and that after which he told the executives he wished to bow to the company um, and was, was, was replaced by Michael Cole, um, another uh-huh. great broadcaster and commentator. Gosh, it does not feel like Michael Cole's been around that long, but I guess he has. You know, when you see the old videos and it's, it's real young, skinny Michael Cole back there with like the rock and all of them, it's like, man. 24 years ago. Yes. 24 years. 24 years. It's crazy yeah. to think about. Um, and I did want to bring up, cause you said he was on Mooney's podcast. And for those who didn't know, um, in 2013, Pettengill did work with the WWE again. He hosted segments of the WWE DVD release of the best of in your house. Yes. I have that DVD actually. Yeah. It was good Which to see him very, on that. Very, very cool. But yeah, yeah. always love Todd. My number two, your number three. Uh, let's keep it rolling. What you got on number two? Number two might not be too big of a surprise if you've been listening to the show. I love her so much. Kayla Braxton ah. gets my number two. She not only is she just like the others that we've talked about already, always fun, always funny, laughing, smiling, enjoying what she does, but she's incredibly professional. She knows how to get 
the the talent over she knows when to take a step back and let them take the lead and she knows what to say um, when it's her time to talk in order to maximize the impact of what they have just said whether it be dramatic impact humorous impact she knows what to do and she knows when to do it and um yeah i i love renee she she's either making me laugh or she's just flat out impressing me with with her professionalism um and she's fun on twitter as well if you're not following her on twitter um yeah i got me a, uh, i got me a little kayla kayla crush here yeah uh, for sure <laughs> kayla. Yeah, but- did i say renee a second ago you did just a second ago okay yeah well, i love renee too but i meant to say kayla <laughs> yeah no good good choice for number two uh i enjoy kayla braxton's work a lot as well you're right again and you'll see noticing a pattern. We like the energetic um, people backstage. So there have been some interviewers that quite frankly, just kind of stand there and just don't get excited. They just like, yeah, yeah they, they're not having, fun. it doesn't seem like they're having fun. Wrestling's supposed to be fun. Yes. When it all boils down to it, it's entertainment. We want to be entertained. We want to have fun. Um, and so far, everyone we've talked about epitomizes that. Yeah. Um, now, do we have the same number one? I mean, how can we not? I, I kind of, yeah. I how? We, we have not discussed ahead of time, but no. I, I mean, how could, how could this person not be number one if you're saying who I think you're going to say? I mean, it's Mean Gene Okerlund. It's Mean Gene. It's yeah. absolutely Mean Gene. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know something, Mean Gene. Oh, yeah. man. It, I mean, one of the, for me, just one of the voices and faces of my entire formative years as a child yes. he was always there mm-hmm. i mean yeah i mean because wwf then wcw he was always the voice of what was hot in wrestling at the time i mean just so always. hot he had a hot line at a 900 number that's right he was with wcw yeah Did you ever call that i never called a single 900 number in my life no i I did one, and I'm trying to remember. I think it was might have been the ECW one. Okay. I think. Okay. Um, I never did the WCW one, and I don't think I did the WWF one. Um, but I, I think I did call the ECW one once. I just knew there was no way my parents would let me do it. It's yeah. way too expensive. Even as a kid, I knew that was too expensive. Like crazy. <laughs> um, but Mean Gene's contributions, I, I, I don't think they're understated. I think everyone knows how important he was. I don't think yes. he's overlooked. I don't think he's underrated. Um, I, I I do think it's not talked about enough what part he played in helping Hulk Hogan yes. get, get over and become big. Um, I mean, one of the most quoted Hogan lines to this day, you just did it. Well, yeah. you know something mean Gene. Yeah. Um, he, he was just as big a part of mid eighties WWF as Hogan, as Piper, as Snuka, as anybody else. Mean Gene was right there alongside him. And I don't have a single bad memory of Mean Gene. SummerSlam 89. You remember this? When uh, uh, he he's... Uh, <laughs> is this the backstage. clock falling? Uh, it wasn't the clock. It was a SummerSlam sign. He's with Rick Rude and Bobby oh, Heenan. And there's a sign. SummerSlam sign behind them. And it falls and crashes yeah. to the floor right as he's getting ready to interview. And he turns around and out of frustration yells, F it! <laughs> um, but he, he didn't say f he said it yeah um here's the funny part i mean that's that's funny but here's the crazy part that wasn't live 
that was recorded earlier in the day. They then re-recorded it properly. And then the person who was supposed to play the right interview played, played the wrong, the wrong interview. <laughs> so it wasn't even live. And they still got the F word on SummerSlam 89 when WWF was as child-oriented as ever. <laughs> um, <laughs> yes. But yeah, um, after his passing, they released kind of a, somebody somewhere, I think WWF released kind of a video of his bloopers and just kind of, the real mean gene behind the scenes and it was just so fun to watch and he 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 was wrestling as much as anybody did you ever watch legends house i didn't uh, he was really good on that i bet it, he he was just a genuinely very funny person um and yeah i mean you're right he is the voice when you think about wrestling and growing up and you think about just the sounds of wrestling, whether it be theme music or the intro to raw back in the day for raw is war or, and then it's just, again, you know, something mean gene and mean gene doing interviews. It's just, that's the voice. That's the sound that it makes everything up. And I, yeah, I mean, how can he not be number one? He was the best. Yeah. The best the of best. the best. And I think and, if we were to list three, I'm oh, sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off, but if we were, uh, you can, I'll, I'll give you a second, but <laughs> while I'm thinking about it, if we were to list three people who weren't primarily wrestlers, who were the biggest icons in wrestling, for me, they would be Vince McMahon, Bobby Heenan, and me, Gene Oakland. I don't think I can argue with that. Um, I think, I, I don't know, I might put, well, might expand it to top five just because Bischoff would be real close in that three. Yeah, he would. I think with his. Uh, yeah. What were you going to say? I'm sorry. Oh, no. I mean, I was, my thought was pretty much finished. I was saying, again, uh, Mean Gene is sorely missed, of course. Yeah, he passed. Um, and yeah, I just, ah, oh, Mean Gene, what can you say? Love it. Um, I'm going to end it there with, with me, G, because, I mean, we could gush on for him and talk about his longevity for a long time, but we have a lot to talk about. Yeah. But uh, uh, let's jump in. I got my challenge, which uh, is kind of a little bit of a cheat because I'm playing off of your challenge. Okay. And sure. yes, although this one might be significantly harder. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Maybe oh, not, because no. I already have some in mind. Uh, so it might just be a refresher type thing. Mm. What are your three favorite backstage segments uh okay it is harder but it, it's still not like your enhancement talent one right it's not that bad okay because i know you, right. you already have stuff swimming in your head now it's just yeah fine tune it um yeah so it could be an interview uh could it a- could it be and i don't know that it would be but just so i know whether to rule them out could it be um like a piper's pit or a funeral parlor or a snake pit or something like that or does it have to literally be backstage where they aren't in front of the audience? No, let's let, let's 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 say favorite interview segment backstage okay. or in the ring. That's fine. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. That's fine. Um, interview or promo? They're different. Ooh. I got to know. I need the rules. An interviewer must be present. Okay. All right. So it can't just be someone in the ring or backstage talking. Someone has to be prompting them with a question or. Nope. No pipe bomb. Yeah. So no pipe bomb. No pipe. Right. Bomb. Okay. Um, yeah. We'll save that for like a, a favorite promos at some point. Right. Yeah. Okay. Sounds good. Cool. All right. 
Well, let's jump in here. Uh, we're going to start with AEW. Um, uh, there's a lot to talk about with WWE. Um, and AEW but, still happened, even though it feels AEW, like it was three years ago. But it happened. did still happen. Um, and uh, a couple of the biggest things going on. We had a return in AEW of Iron Mike Tyson. Yes, and uh, the whole time Tyson was there on screen, Vince McMahon was just yelling, you ruined it! You ruined it, damn it! (laughs) (laughs) But yes, he came to the aid of the Inner Circle and Chris Jericho. Uh, There was, of course, a more Inner Circle and Pinnacle uh, confrontation. And I believe, uh, what was it, Uh, Wardlow was getting ready to powerbomb Chris Jericho through a table, and the music hit, and out came Mike. And everybody ran away. Sean Spears didn't get away fast enough. No, he didn't. So he ate a few in the corner. <laughs> I feel like he's always going to be the sacrificial lamb for them. Yeah. Like that's his role. Yeah. You're here to just to take the brunt of the punishment. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, big stuff. Tyson coming in uh, again. I, I thinking maybe it's going to lead to him being part of a match. Maybe I, I thought that in 1998 too, and it didn't happen then. But he was also an active boxer then, and so he needed yeah. to protect himself. So uh, I don't, I don't know. He he was in is in amazing shape. Yes. Uh, oh my god. I don't know how old he is, but he's older than he looks. I promise you that. Um, I think it's like late 50s, maybe even 60. Yeah. That. Yeah. Doesn't look it no. uh, at all. Crazy. Um, Obviously, it's not quite the same impact today as right. it was in 1998. He's not, he, everybody knows who he is, but not as many people care about Mike Tyson yeah. as they did back then. Um, but it's still, you know, it's more of what we were talking about. Them reaching out, trying to get more mainstream uh, exposure. Uh, and I think it's a good idea. Yeah, no, I'm excited to see where they go with it. Um we also had uh, the Young Bucks uh, and Moxley taking on Omega and the Good Brothers. Uh, the Young Bucks previously in the previous week had decided, you know, they they, they wanted to stay babyface. They, they, they couldn't go over to the dark side, so to speak, with Omega and Callus and the Good Brothers. And then we get to this match and, well, they just wussed out. They did. They did. Total wusses. Wusses. Wuss. <laughs> yeah, uh, so they end up turning on Mox. Uh, they can't. I mean, they, they. it's not like they didn't wrestle Omega and the Good Brothers during the match. They did, but when it came to putting Kenny Omega away, they hesitated. And then a couple super kicks to, to Mox. And it's been cemented. They are firmly with the bullet club <laughs> what, what, what kind of professional wrestlers are they like come on brett hart and davy boy smith went at it in wembley stadium in the main event of summer saying they're actual family brett and owen hart wrestlemania brothers actual brothers you're telling me young bucks can't put kenny omega away in a wrestling match come on tim i would put you in a way in a second you'd try <laughs> I, 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 I would hit you in fact i hit you before do you remember i knocked you out cold no i don't remember that's how hard i hit you Apparently, I woke up like a <laughs> twenty years later. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah, so yeah, I mean, I guess they just went for the swerve factor here. Because I mean, last week we talked about it. It's like, okay, well, here we go, and then boom, on a dime, they they switch it. Mere yeah. hours after our show, it, it didn't make a whole lot of sense. And uh, but you know, whatever, it's their show. 
yeah they're doing <laughs> Whatever. it yeah we'll, we'll see where it goes um but yeah uh and then only other thing on um aw i wanted to talk about was uh ty conti and the bunny had a decent little match um yep. i really really enjoyed it i like the crazy eyes of ty conti when she's getting frustrated and going to put stuff away in the match it, it, it it's really good i'm really getting more impressed with her work yeah yeah and, and i think i mentioned last week or maybe a couple of weeks ago that I, I didn't realize her win-loss record was as strong as it is yes um she is the number one contender for all that's worth they'll probably just have another tournament to decide who gets a title shot but she is the quote-unquote number one contender right now and i think that's cool because i again i thought in wwe that she deserved more opportunity than she got. So I'm glad to see she's getting it somewhere. Yeah, definitely. Uh, so yeah, hopefully she continues to go. I know they had like a, a tag team match. I guess her and Sheeta teamed up or Sheeta came to make the save. I can't remember what it was, but afterwards um, they were, you know, holding hands up in the ring and she pointed at Sheeta's title and then did the, the, the championship around the waist motion. Mm-hmm. So it looks like we might be gearing towards that. At some point, yeah. I wonder if they'll tease it for a while before pulling the trigger on it. But I, I think I mean, some she's the number one contender at some point. She's got to yeah. get a title shot. She's got to get a shot. All right, let's jump in to the first of the WWE um, pay-per-views, I guess, to talk yeah. about. WrestleMania events. Yes. Um, and that is uh, NXT TakeOver Stand and Deliver. And, of course, we had... Uh, two nights of this as well, uh, and uh, just some 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 highlights just to just to mention, just in case you you didn't get to see it, or uh, of course I don't know why you're listening to us without seeing it, but maybe you do. Who knows? Or even if you didn't see it, you, I, I would expect you've read the results by now. But yeah, um, but some of the stuff to to point out, of course, was that uh, in the first night, Bronson Reed won the Eliminator Gauntlet, which means he would face. Uh, Johnny Gargano and night two for the North American title. Uh, Walter defeated Ciampa in a very hard slapping match. Oh goodness. Yes, it was. <laughs> of course we saw that coming because he had his taped yes. defense the next day, the which next he also day. won. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> to the surprise of no one. Mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> but uh, the two biggest things to talk about uh, from night one, uh, one is the tag team titles and new champions msk very yeah, you very, called it i called that i i yeah. they were my prediction they did win a th- and i thought it was a, a great tag match um, yeah it was fun it was a lot of fun um so yeah and hopefully they don't hopefully they don't play hot potato with it <laughs> right but they yeah. do have a lot of good teams in the conversation for the tag titles in nxt so we'll see <laughs> i'm a fan of grizzled young veterans i really yeah. like them um, and I, I hope they eventually get a run with it, but you know, not everybody's going to get a title run. So yeah. we'll see. No, I think, I think they're, they're going to get one before it's all said and done. I think they're going to get one. They they've come so close so many times and haven't quite gotten there yet. And that's why I called them in this match, but didn't go their way this time. Maybe next time. Uh, but then main event for night one was of course, Io Shirai defending her title against Raquel Gonzalez, uh, who had Dakota Kai at ringside. Um, and for the NXT Women's Championship, and this was a banger. This was a great match. I really, it was simple. Yes, they kept it simple. 
I mean, you know, the cliche is simple but effective, and that's exactly what this was. It told the story they wanted to tell that Raquel is just a physical force to be reckoned with, and EO couldn't crack her. Yep. I mean, EO threw everything at her but the kitchen sink. We had another awesome dive off of a structure from EO Shirai. Yeah. Jumping off, what was that? A giant skull, was it for this? Uh, I think so, yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Gonzalez does pick up the victory here and is your new NXT women's champion. Um, what do you, what do you think? What do you think about Raquel? I like her. I, I, I like her as champ. I think this is, it, it definitely echoes Rhea Ripley when she mm-hmm. won. Um, and of course they pushed Rhea over to the main roster quickly after the title. I don't know that the same thing will happen for Raquel as far as this being a quick stop on her way to the main roster, but it could be. Um, but I think, uh, I think you give her a, a decent run with this belt. Let her be a force, a monster that just can't be taken down. Um, I mean, you could even, you know, if Io Shirai is not destined to move up as we've seen a lot of long reigning champions do in the past uh, from NXT to raw or SmackDown. And she stays with NXT for a while. You could really build this, return match program uh with with several attempts at the title and not and getting closer and closer each time uh before she finally figures Raquel out uh you could play that very well I don't know that I want them to do that they could because again I want to see them elevate more and more of the roster into title contention but I would be happy to I'd be fine with the matches though they'd be awesome matches no matter what <laughs> yeah yeah uh i i i do think raquel of the women who have been in xg women's champion is the least proven at the time mm-hmm. of receiving the title we haven't seen her in a lot of singles matches she's mostly been an enforcer for dakota and a tag team partner for dakota um i'm not saying she can't do it i'm just saying we haven't seen her do it a lot so um, I'm I'm curious to see now as she branches out into more singles competition, uh, is she going to have great matches with everybody or just Io Shirai? So we'll we'll see. I, I I wish the best for her. I hope it's a good run. Yeah. Uh, so it will be interesting to see her get in there with some some different people. Just because again, Io Shirai is so good. She makes people look good. Um, she is arguably one of the two or three best women's wrestlers stateside. I don't even think you need to say women. Well, that's <laughs> I mean, true. Yeah. That's true. You you could probably argue best three wrestlers yeah. <laughs> in the world. Yeah. Um, she is fantastic. Uh, moving on to, to night two. Um, let's see. Of course, we had the, uh, the title for title, the Cruiserweight Championship match, uh, Santos Escobar defeating Jordan Devlin. Uh, in what was a, a good little ladder match, and very interesting because Devlin and Escobar technically both heels, yeah. Um, but the way the match played out, it was almost like they were portraying Devlin as the face, yeah. I agree, uh, yeah. Escobar Santos is heel. such a strong heel, mm-hmm. um, you know, with uh, Legato del Fantasma and all that. Um, whereas Jordan was kind of on his own and has been doing a, an open challenge thing over in NXT UK for the title, which is more of a face thing to do. So, uh, and he never turned full face, but I think it was easier to lean him that way. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I assume he'll be just going back and joining NXT UK, 
if they don't do a return first. Well, that's true. That's true. Um, But yeah, so good match. Uh, Looking forward to what both those guys do going forward. Um, Had the tag team match for the women's championships and Ember Moon and Shotzi Blackheart, of course, uh, defending and defeating the way Candice LeRae and Indy Hartwell. Um, Thought this match was good, too. Yeah, it was it was solid. Not match of the year, but nothing wrong with it. Nothing yeah. to complain about. Good solid work from all four. Match. Yeah. Um, then of course Johnny Gargano with Austin Theory took on Bronson Reed, who won the uh, Gauntlet Eliminator match we mentioned earlier for the North American Championship, and Gargano retains. Yeah. And I tell you what, because I mean, I remember we both picked Dexter Loomis in the Gauntlet match. Right. We thought he would take on Johnny, and I don't know if I you picked Johnny to still win. Yes. And I picked Johnny I, to lose. You picked Johnny to, to lose no matter what. And I picked Johnny to win no matter what. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, of course, obviously, Dexter Lewis didn't go in. It went with Bronson yeah. Reed. And yeah. I thought, and I almost, I thought for sure that once Bronson Reed got in there, I thought they were going to put the belt on him. I really did. Did you? Yeah. I really thought like he was going to just beat Gargano. So they, because Gargano can be entertaining and a good part of a story without the belt. Mm hmm. Whereas bringing up like L.A. Knight and some of these other uh, younger guys, Leon Ruff, all the others, having Bronson Reed have the belt gives you a whole new stable of title contenders. Mm-hmm. And you can move Johnny and the way away from titles. And they can because with that, that story, Dexter Loomis is great, doesn't need the title, you know, so on and so forth. But yeah. And but my it, thinking was his previous title run was so short. That I didn't think they'd give him a second one that was also short. I think he's going to hold on to it a little longer. Um, so that was my thing. That's why I figured he was going to win no matter who ah. he, was, he was up against. Yeah. Uh, then, of course, Karrion uh, Cross, Finn Balor for the NXT Championships. Championship. Um, and this went as we predicted Karrion Cross regaining the belt. Um, decent back and forth, but mostly Karrion Cross just at the end, beat the ever-living snot out of Finn Balor. At, at the very end, but it was competitive until the last yeah. the last 60 seconds or so. Much more competitive than any other match we've seen Karrion Cross have. Yes. So I'm glad they let Finn go down like a champion. Yes. Um, And not just be... It wasn't a squash. And then that was my fear, that it was going to be a squash. It was pretty obvious Karrion Cross was going to win. I just didn't want him to totally destroy Finn. Yeah, uh, it, it doesn't help anybody. I mean, it makes Karen Cross look good in the moment. But I, look, last year when Drew squashed Brock, that was ridiculous because now Drew is struggling in you know fifteen minute matches with the Miz. Yeah, and <laughs> so what does that say? Does it say the Miz can handle Brock? Um, so you <laughs> got to be careful about squashing champions. You don't want to do it uh, unless there's an a good excuse for it. Yes, uh, a distraction or something like that. Um, so I, I'm, I like how the match played out. I thought it was a good match. Um, I guess we'll find out, uh, Finn's going to stick around in NXT or might he go back to the main roster? I don't know. I'm probably NXT, but you know, anytime a, a big champion loses like that, you never know. Yeah. You, you do never know. And that, and that's what it kind of goes to the, the problem is like, there's so much talent. <laughs> Where do you put people? Yeah. Um, but, uh, main event of night two, Kylo Riley grudge match Adam Cole unsanctioned this went long <laughs> it was far too long um 40 I, minutes yeah yeah um long does not equal good 
everyone. Yeah. Long does not equal good. And they worked hard. I'm not going to take that away from them. But no, the, no. the pacing was not good. I, I, I overall, I liked it at the beginning, but overall, I didn't enjoy this match. I was ready for it to be done. Uh, it got predictable. It, Adam Cole tends to have the same match over and over and over and over. And it, it was just so predictable and including the outcome, which yeah. we both called. Um, so yeah, I, I, I wasn't a fan. It, it needed to be about, about 20 minutes shorter and I'm not crazy about it getting the main event spot. I mean, I know why it did because yeah. they just, they destroyed the whole arena. And so that's why it did. Cause there would have been nowhere left for Finn and Carrie and to wrestle. So I get that, but I don't know, find another way. Cause uh, I think that title match should have been in the main event spot. Yeah, I agree. I, I I'm, I'm one of those staunch people that, thinks that the title should go on last the only exception if you have four titles choose one but yeah (laughs) yeah my only exception for that is the royal rumble the royal rumble i think the royal rumble should be the the main event since it's the name of the damn (laughs) pay-per-view but other than that yeah the title should go on last or a title a singles major title should go on last yeah but yeah i agree this should have been at least 15 to 20 minutes shorter um they kept going back to the well on certain things which i get it they wanted the brutality and and the story to be there but i just again i thought it hurt it in the long run by going long but uh what was your favorite match from takeover Mm, uh, overall both nights one match both nights favorites oh goodness i am going to go with I think it's the ladies. I think it's Raquel and, and EO. Okay. Okay. Good call. Okay. That That's my second. Actually, my vote is actually going to Pete Dunne and Kushida. That was a really good match. Yeah. Pete Dunne and Kushida was really, really good. Yeah. Um, but EO and Raquel would be number two. Yeah. I just, I, I don't know. I just, I love EO jumping off the, uh, off the skull. That was yeah. awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so that was NXT stand and deliver. Um, now we're going to have a break. You know, just we got to have that that break in between WrestleMania talk. So, uh let's talk about something very very cool that was you talk about long it was 2 hours, but I loved every single minute of it. And that was Chris Jericho appearing on the Broken Skull Sessions with Stone Cold Steve Austin. This was Broken amazing. Skull Sessions is is good. This was definitely one of the better ones there haven't been any that i haven't enjoyed but it was so just almost hard to for my ears to comprehend yes that we were hearing them talk about aew on peacock <laughs> like what and and again it, it i think there, there was a comment he made that i think people took out of context and are misinterpreting where he said some he being jericho said something along the lines of uh that aew isn't competition for wwe and the way people are interpreting that it was him saying that they aren't a match for wwe or that they can't compete and i don't think that's what he was saying i think he was saying that they aren't trying to it's not it's not designed to be a war it's designed to be another option and if you have enough popular options it helps everybody yeah um so uh and i think this this kind of proved it the fact that it was on WWE Network, Peacock, um, both really, because WWE Network does still exist, just not for us. Yes. Um, 
if you are not in the United States and you are listening to us again, number one, thank you. Number two, we envy you. Um, (laughs) We we miss the network. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, we do. Um, But I, I, I think, I think this proves it. I mean, Vince, Vince allowed it to happen and people like to crap on Vince for stuff. And a lot of times he deserves it, but give him credit when he deserves it too. He deserves credit for letting this happen. Yes. No. And again, I, I, I think you're right when you talk about that misinterpreted quote. I think he just means that there it isn't a competition. It just isn't. It, you know, you know who made it a war and a Wednesday night war? The Twitter. Internet. Twitter. <laughs> Twitter. Yeah. It's all you, Twitter. I mean, that's that's where it came from. It wasn't like you know they were and sitting, Brian Alvarez and Brian Alvarez. Now, yes. Both sides have taken shots here and there, but I think it's yeah. more out of fun. It's, I think so too. It's very yeah. tongue Yeah, because they're not. I mean, they're not going. No one's stealing talent, right? Now, did Vince start to hoard a little bit of talent before AEW launch? Sure, he was doing a a smart business move. Yeah, he's protecting himself. He didn't know what it what it was. Yeah, he wasn't doing it specifically to make sure that they failed. He was no. protecting his business. And his assets, nothing more. And since it's gone on now, we've seen several people ask for release and some of them get it pretty quickly. Mm -hmm. Um, And there's even been a few people that don't have no compete clauses. (laughs) Yep. Um, So obviously they're not worried about them popping up in another promotion uh, like AEW or Impact. Because I don't, again, I don't think they're viewing it as competition. I mean, I think, obviously, we have the move of NXT to Tuesday nights. Um, Everybody knows, if you've been listening, we do record on Tuesday. So later on tonight, we will be watching NXT debut on at eight o'clock on tuesdays on usa by the way we um, haven't figured out how we're going to do that <laughs> yes because <laughs> now we might just be a week behind on nxt we're figuring that out everybody. yes uh, so we'll, we'll have to figure out how that's going to affect the show and how we talk about stuff but um but yeah so you won't be hearing we're not talking about anything that happened on nxt last night if you're listening on wednesday right because uh, yeah, <laughs> uh yeah for us it doesn't start for another hour and a half so yeah so um but I think that's also part of it. They didn't move because, oh, we don't want to have this war. No, it's smart business. Yeah. Why divide the fan base right? when you don't have to? Yeah. And TNA moved to Thursday, which opened up Tuesday. So now no one is on competing with anyone else. Although I think TNA moved in response to NXT moving. No, that's true. I, you're right. right. I, think, I think the announcement for NXT moving happened and then yeah. – um, the the tna move happened which is smart um, it is you know they don't again why go up against uh another promotion when you don't have to when you have mm-hmm. an option to go somewhere else so right and their impact's better known for being on thursdays anyway that's true um so so yeah so i i i again i think uh it's great i can't wait to see how this affects the ratings. It, I want to see, hopefully the ratings go up for both shows, right? Or hell, all three shows. I love just, I want ratings through the roof for all the wrestling shows. Just yeah. Viewers, 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 um, yep. including ours. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but, yes. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so um, we're number one, we're but yeah, Jericho on, on, on the podcast was amazing. I loved hearing him talk very openly, very honestly about AEW, about how that got started um what led to him leaving 
WWE and then going to New Japan, of course, first, and then that rolled into AEW. And a lot of the stories and that they talked about was, you know, things that we had heard little bits and pieces in interviews before and podcasts, but uh, to have that elaborated on was very awesome. Heck, mm-hmm. I like the story at the very beginning where they're just talking about how this came to be. How it, the the podcast, managed, the, the yeah. uh, Broken Skull Session. Yeah, yeah mm-hmm. how they were able to pull that off. Yeah. Um, I thought that was tremendous. But yeah, I re- this is one of my favorite Broken Skulls that they've done. Might be my favorite. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I haven't thought about that, but I really, I've watched it twice now. So <laughs> yeah, uh, really, really loved it. Yeah. Um, if so, you haven't watched it, watch it. Yes, definitely. Check it out if you have time. It is worth it. Um, yeah. Next, uh, we took in some stardom this weekend. I we, together we actually got to yeah. watch stardom together. Yeah, um, I showed you some classic stuff, but uh-huh. uh, we watched some new stuff too because this past weekend, on the same day WrestleMania started, so did their annual Cinderella tournament. Yes, and so uh, the way the Cinderella tournament works, it's it's single elimination. Although I don't know how that's going to work this year. I was trying to figure that out because there are twenty people in it. And to do single elimination tournaments, the number of people has to be a power of two. So two, four, eight, 16, 32, and they have 20. So <laughs> I don't know. And they haven't shown us brackets. So I, I don't know what they have in mind for that. Um, but the first round went down on Saturday. And uh, again, the way it works, single elimination tournament, the winner gets a wish and a Cinderella dress, um, which is not me making a joke. That actually happens. Yeah. The winner puts on a goes to the back after they win. Everybody sits around and waits while they change, <laughs> and then they come back out in a Cinderella dress with a tiara, whether they want to or not. I guess I don't know. <laughs> um, uh, they don't always. It doesn't always look like it, it's their style. Julia won last year, and it it didn't look like she, she's not a, a a poofy dress person. She's just not. Um, but she put it on. Um, so they get the dress, they get the tiara. Uh, and they get a wish. And it's it's. I think it's always so far been a shot at either the red belt or the white belt, the World of Stardom Championship or the Wonder Stardom Championship. Although it could be conceivably anything, I guess. Um, you know, if you want to have uh, an exploding baseball bat match with your fiercest enemy, then I guess you would get it. Um, we saw one of those too this weekend. Yes, we did. Um, and yeah, that bat exploded um, a couple of times. Um, Man. Yeah, that was that was something, but uh, some upsets, some upsets in the tournament. Um, and by upset, in some cases, I mean it was an unexpected winner, and in other cases, it means it made me upset. About to say it made you upset. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Momo's out already, eliminated by the Starlight Kid. I wanted her to win, Tim. I at least wanted three weeks between the two rounds, between the two nights, of thinking she might win. Like, <laughs> could just- I not have had that? They decided to just rip the bandaid off quickly for you. <laughs> they did. They did. They just they put me down like old yeller. And and so yeah, Momo's out. Tom Nakano out. Eliminated. Um by uh Saya Kamitani eliminated yep. her. A little bit less of an upset. Still an upset, but another over the top rope elimination. You can get eliminated over the top rope, by the way, and both feet on the floor in addition to pinfall and submission. So a lot of the eliminations happen that way. It really protects people. Uh, first round has a 10 minute time limit as well. So, um, the, the matches are fast in the first round. Uh, and then the time limit goes up with each successive round. Um, some favorites that did get through Julia made it through. Um, but she won last year, so I wouldn't expect her to win this year. 
Uh, Shuri made it through. I think she's the favorite. Um, Micah eliminated Konami. That one could have gone either way. Uh, don't expect Micah to win, but uh, yeah, you never know. Um, so it's it's exciting, even if you know most of my favorites are gone already. Um, so we'll see what happens with the Cinderella tournament. The next uh, the next part of it is on the twentieth, and of course we'll have some shows between then between now and then too. Yeah, actually, yeah, I really enjoyed uh, the stuff that you showed me. I enjoyed the uh, the eliminator tournament. I tell you. Uh, I, I keep thinking about the uh, the Momo match and how that one ended because it was with an over the top rope elimination technically, but uh, both ladies were outside and Momo was going for her move, um, the B driver, yeah, and then basically got that reversed into a sunset flip bomb on the apron, yeah, yeah, <laughs> which I'm amazed they had room to pull it off, <laughs> yeah. But yeah, they're pretty amazing. Yeah, yeah. Well, and that match had a had they they got a story into that short match. Yes, because it was the same first round match from last year where Momo beat Starlight and advanced in the tournament, and she beat her with the B driver. So before the match, Starlight says she beat me with the B driver last year. I want to try to avoid it. Momo says I hear she's trying to avoid the B driver, so I'm going to make sure I beat her with it. And so she spends the whole match trying to beat her with the B driver to the point where it's obvious it's coming kayfabe i'm talking yes and so starlight sees it coming and is able to muster a counter and get the win and uh, i had that sense as we were watching the match that that was going to happen i was getting nervous she was trying too hard to win with that move instead of just trying to win and it did it did cost her so hopefully there's something else down the line coming from momo we've got a five-star grand prix in the fall maybe maybe she'll have her chance at that or or something but um it's going to be fun either way because i like i like tournaments yeah um i'm excited to see uh where it goes from there uh i hopefully that the the second when they have the second part of it at the end of the month it hopefully be a pay-per-view yeah it feels like it probably will be um yeah i think i said the did i say the 20th because that's not right it's the 20 uh it's the 30th 30th yeah 30th yeah yeah, I was thinking 20 days between, and I said this ah, yes. it's the 30th. Um, so I, I would expect it. Uh, they haven't said it, but I uh, it wouldn't surprise me because they've had a pay-per-view around that time for the last two months. Yes, so hopefully it will be, and got some exciting stuff going on there with Stardom. Uh, we, you're, trying, you're pushing really hard to get our friend Shane, uh, who was hanging out with us and watching WrestleMania, to get that $10 subscription to the Stardom. <laughs> It's not uh, even t- it's, Shane. It's like eight dollars ninety cents a month. Come on, eight dollars ninety cents. Come on, you can do it. You can do it. It's worth it. <laughs> All right, let's move on to the show of shows, the the pinnacle of this weekend, which was WrestleMania thirty seven, and we got to start things off. Uh, we we have to talk about, of course, the rain delay. <laughs> we yeah. did not get started on time, which I believe is a. F- first due to weather yeah absolutely delays before with with pay-per-views but the first weather delay for unless a- you want to count beware of dog in your house beware of dog where the power was knocked out by the storm oh that's true they had to okay. come back two days later and show us what we missed by redoing the pay-per-view live that's right yeah yeah so okay so maybe the second time in history that it's the first time i guess an event in an outdoor arena for WWE right. or F has ever been postponed due to right. weather. Um, 
on TV at least. On TV. Well, well, they wouldn't have any non-televised outdoor arena events. So yeah. Yeah. (laughs) But um, anyway, it got delayed by about what, 30 minutes, 35 maybe? 30 30 minutes or so. Yeah. Um, But it gave people an opportunity. That's what I want to say. I want to say this was awesome. And hopefully everyone in WWE took note that you sent out performers to, to give you some time. They obviously weren't having scripted promos, right? Cause this is on the fly and they held their own. So why don't we take a, or at least gave you an idea of, okay. Cause not everybody was awesome in the backstage segments. Um, but you could definitely see who, okay, that person we can probably script less for. This person maybe needs a hand. Mm-hmm. And that's how it should be. You shouldn't be scripting every single word that they say. I think it's horrible for the business. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> but I thought this showed very much that you have talent that can do this. So let them, please. And even the ones who, who aren't great at it, if you continue to script every word for them, they're not going to improve. Right. So give them a little guidance, a little help let them practice before they go out there and still kind of let them not don't work from a script work from, you know, ideas, general, uh, 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 um, an outline. Yes. Or from an outline. Um, and you know, they, they did a good job. They kept us entertained for 30 minutes. Um, I wasn't bored by it. I enjoyed watching them. Um, I enjoyed hearing what they had to say. for me, it just, it, it lengthened the anticipation for the show and so yeah obviously you don't want it to happen every time and you know it's good it didn't drag on longer than it did right you know, if we if we'd gotten 90 minutes and still it hadn't started that that would have been troublesome um but as it happened as it played out it was okay yeah um of course we had the host come out first which was of course titus worldwide o'neill and hulk hogan uh <laughs> and yeah um first night not so bad not so bad (laughs) not so bad so we're gonna skip over that we're gonna talk more about that when we get to night two um i will say fans in attendance though you said it when we were sitting there watching it chills goosebumps where we finally got back to a point that felt normal yeah we're back to normal from previous pre-covid um at least for two nights at least for two nights yes they're back in the thunderdome now um but i'm a new thunderdome a new thunder yeah i thought the set looked great but Mm -hmm. um but yeah so having fans back made such a difference it was so awesome yeah oh man and let's jump right in i mean you, you start the show off and with Sasha and Bianca being announced being the, the main event of night one, we kind of assumed this was going to happen. And they announced it uh, the day before, I think Bobby Lashley defending his title against Drew McIntyre opened up the show and went about 18 minutes. And it was a great match. It really was these two big guys, two big beefy boys, as as some like to say, knocked each other silly. (laughs) And then, I love the finish. I like how it was set up. Um, and of course, McIntyre passes out basically in the hurt lock. Yep. Um, tries to to roll through and escape it, but Lashley doesn't give up on it. And Drew falls down to a knee and that's it. And I think the right person won. Now I predicted yep. McIntyre, but I felt Lashley was the one that should win. 
And I'm glad that he did. I really hope he gets a D. I hope this isn't yes. set up and he's losing it at backlash. I think that would be ridiculous. Um, although it could happen. Uh, yeah. I, 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 as of right now, I think it might, but yeah. we'll see. Hopefully not. But yeah, yeah, Lashley got that great moment retaining the belt, opening WrestleMania, and really set the pace for what was an awesome night one. Well, and, and what made it good is that it wasn't the same Wheel of Fortune match. Mm-hmm. Um, that Drew McIntyre always has. And by Wheel of Fortune, I mean, you know, when you're sitting at home watching Wheel of Fortune and it's obvious uh, to you what the answer to the puzzle is, but the the three contestants can't seem to figure it out. Um, Drew McIntyre's matches have been pretty obvious. Yes. Um, the, the way they're going to play out. And they mixed it up a little bit. And it worked. Yeah. I, 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 have, no, I have no complaints about this match. Yeah. I thought it was great. Uh, next, we had the tag team turmoil match, uh, which would uh, determine who would get a shot at the women's tag team championships on night two. And you had um, uh, the Riot Squad. You had Natty and Tamina. You had um, Lana and Naomi and Dana and um, Mandy and Andy. Carmella. Huh? Oh, yeah. Carmella yeah, and uh, Mandy. Yeah, Carmella and Billy. Yeah. Um, and this, I mean, again, not a real surprise here. We even talked about it, even though it wasn't what we predicted, but um, they did kind of lead us in this direction leading up to uh, WrestleMania. And that was uh, Natty and Tamina winning, last eliminating the Riot Squad. Yeah. So they would go. Well, we, we did predict them to win. Um. We oh, just that's right. wanted the riot. We squad. wanted the riot squad. That's right. Yes, we did predict it, but they we wanted the riot squad. So yeah. yeah. Um, so they move on to night two. Um, for, for me, for me, this was the only real black spot on the night. Is Natalia and Tamina winning this match? It really should have been the riot squad. Um, for for reasons we can get into when we talk about night two, but eh, yeah. Um, I ordered a Liv Morgan shirt today. Maybe that'll help her feel better. <laughs> she got some of that, that merch money. Um, but uh, yeah, so yeah, this, and it's not that the match was <laughs> bad. We just feel it was booked bad. The match itself was not horrible. It wasn't right. terrible. The ladies did really nice. Um, just, we don't agree with the outcome. Uh, number the third match, uh, Cesaro and Seth Rollins. And this was a contender of match of the night. These two burned it down to quote Mr. Rollins. <laughs> um, this was really, really good. Uh, they, they had the story set yeah, built in stuff. with Cesaro wanting to get the swing on Rollins. Rollins not wanting to get swung around. Um, and it just played out very, very well. I thought they did fantastically. Yeah, I I thought that Rollins would win because I thought that Vince would see Cesaro getting this singles match at WrestleMania as being good enough and that he would then just want to keep running with Rollins. So I was surprised that Cesaro won, but I was glad that Cesaro won. Um, I hope they keep running with him and I hope they build him into something bigger. He, He doesn't have to necessarily be champion, but he can definitely be a contender for the championship, for the Universal Championship. And I'd like to see that happen. Agreed. Yes. Uh, I love that they kind of harkened back to 
uh, the spot where Rollins took on Randy Orton and got the RKO uh, from heaven. Uh, and they did the, uh, yep. the European uppercut from heaven, which I thought was great. Um, that's my name yep. for it, by the way. It's not what it's called anywhere else that I know of. <laughs> <laughs> I just think it sounds cool. Um, <laughs> next, we had... It works, it works, yes. Yes, yes. Um, uh, next up, we had the uh, tag team match for the WWE Raw Tag Team Championships. Uh, and you had the New Day, Kofi and Xavier, defending against AJ Styles and Omos. And this was really good. I liked this a lot. <laughs> this was only about 10 minutes. That's all it needed to be. Mm-hmm. And the story, which is, it was interesting because usually you see this story play out in the ring and it's the faces, uh, I mean, the heels trying to keep the hot tag away from the baby face team. Right. Completely opposite. Yep. Um, they were, they had styles in the match first and just trying to keep almost on the outside. And when it finally happened, it was like everybody was deer in headlights. They're like, oh no, <laughs> the yep. big guy's in there. And what a debut. I thought yeah. it was very well done. He just destroyed them. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it was it's a rare case of getting exactly what you expect. They didn't try to swerve us. Mm-hmm. They, they, um, they even said once almost, or I think, I think they've changed the pronunciation. I think they're saying Omos now. They can't decide Omos. how to pronounce it. I think that's how they're saying it now. They they started saying almost, and now I think they're saying Omos. So whatever. But they even said once he gets the tag, uh, it's pretty much going to be over. Uh, like on commentary, that's what they yeah. were saying. And that's exactly what happened. And I kind of like that. They didn't try to swerve us. Uh, they told the story that made sense. And now the tag team division's got to figure out how do we take this guy down? Or how do we get AJ Styles in the ring and keep Omos away so we can take AJ down? Uh, it's going to be fun to see who finally figures it out. Yeah. Uh, really excited. Like I said, I love this from top to bottom. Great debut from uh omas almost whatever <laughs> um yeah whatever but yeah really like this um next up we had brains versus braun braun Strowman, shane mcmahon inside a steel cage the match we were probably looking forward to the least but ended up quite enjoying it was it was all right i still would have preferred you know bailey be on the card instead of shane mcmahon be on the card so you know it doesn't change any of that but they did some different things with it and it it ended up yeah shane took his bump that we all knew he was going to take um but it ended up being a pretty good showcase for braun yes uh and something i hadn't seen where he just ripped the cage open (laughs) yeah to get shane back inside it was it was quite good I, i i enjoyed it a lot more than i thought i would yes agreed um and yeah of course braun did end up winning um next was another contender for match of the night bad bunny and damian priest beat the miz and morrison as we expected them to what i didn't expect was how awesome of a showing bad bunny would have yeah he was great he he didn't hold back. He didn't um, let everybody else do the work. He said, all right, if I'm going to do this, I'm going to do the best I can with it. And he really, really did. And you made the comment when we were watching it, and I think others have made the comment since, that 
easily the best performance we've seen from a non-athlete celebrity in a wrestling match. Yes, I think that's without question. Without question. Uh, Yeah, so really, really enjoyed this. I I know you struggled with whether you enjoyed it or not when Bad Bunny did the... uh... The Canadian Destroyer on the outside. Yeah, and I mean, you know, it's still a stupid move. Like it, do, <laughs> it doesn't make any sense, but it just showed that he was willing to to work and to do stuff, and it was a surprise, and you know, that I liked. And so, um, yeah, I, I hate that move, no matter who does it. But um, it definitely told us something about Bad Bunny and his commitment to doing this as well as he possibly could. Yes. Uh, so yeah, really enjoyed that. Uh, again, one of the best, uh, celebrity, uh, matches, uh, to ever go down. Really, really liked it. Uh, main event of the night. Let's get to it. We got to talk about it. Uh, and match of the night without question. Oh, without question. Yeah. You, you, you've said others have been a contender for match of the night and on any other night, they probably would have been, but not this night. Yes. Uh, Sasha Banks defending the SmackDown Women's Championship against the winner of the Royal Rumble this year, Bianca Belair. Wow. I mean, just wow. Man, the emotions in this match, not because of the storyline, take all that away, it didn't matter. It doesn't matter the build to this match because the build was, eh, you know, some people have, have really, you know, kind of poo-pooed on the uh, how they built to this match. Nobody's going to remember that. And no one cares. And you shouldn't because this match was outstanding. The story was the fact that they were the main event. That's the story you need to focus on. You need to focus on the history that this sets. That's what you need to focus on. Watch that match and just watch the minutes before they ring the bell when they're just getting their names announced and the look on their faces, the elation, forget characters, forget about who's good or who's bad. Both ladies were couldn't help, but be emotional and smile. You could see tears welling up. Yeah. They, they, they helped, they fought those back. Cause they got, they got a job to do. Um, but man, well, and the crowd cheered both of them. Yeah. And, and, so there was no, oh, you know, we don't want you to win. We don't want you to win. It was back and forth. They just wanted a good match, and by God, they got it. And they were glad that they were there. Yes. The crowd was glad that Sasha and Bianca were in the spot they were in. They mm-hmm. were being supportive of them, which only added to the moment. Um, that that was the that was the real world story. Yes, but we can't overlook the fact that the match, the kayfabe story was excellently crafted yes as well um i I know that uh tyson kidd was the producer on the match Mm -hmm. and we also know that sasha likes to to control her matches as well and dictate her matches so i would assume it was the two of them who put it together um and if you notice sasha okay sasha's job at wrestlemania was to make Bianca Belair look like a world champion. Mm-hmm. And that's exactly what she did. All the big spots were crafted around Bianca Belair. Sasha gave everything she had to make Bianca look like she belonged in the main event of WrestleMania. So uh, the arguably, you could say Sasha got a big spot with the dive to the outside. But what did that, what did that turn into? That turned into a Bianca spot where she presses her 
and walks up the stairs and casually dumps her back in the ring. Mm-hmm. Um, you had Sasha going for Hurricane Rana and Bianca catches her and power bombs her instead. You've got the 450. Like all the big spots were for Bianca. Mm-hmm. Sasha was so selfless in this match and everything she did was to make Bianca look good. And let's not overlook the hair whip her around the world. Woo! Oh, man. Mm-hmm. It was uh, like a gunshot. It was. It echoed through the arena and through my house. Mm-hmm. Um, all of us, I think, had the same reaction, which was simply, oh! Yes. <laughs> um, and, you know, the it, it, it sliced her. It cut her. It cut her ribs, her stomach, um, vicious, vicious. And she gave that to Bianca mm-hmm. to help Bianca get over. And of course the, the story of the match was Sasha going after the hair and going after the hair and going after the hair. And at the end, Bianca's like, fine, you want the hair, you got it. You can, get, you can she, have the hair. <laughs> she gave it to her. Um, and you could also see Sasha comes in totally confident at the beginning of the match. And then as the match goes on, she gets a little more frustrated because this rookie is standing up to her. And then when they're doing the tug of war, I've watched this match three times, by the way, when they (laughs) do the tug of war at the end, right before the finish, you see pure fear in Sasha's face. Like she's got me. I don't think I can figure this out. And she didn't. And seconds after that, she lost the match and just amazing storytelling. Sasha Banks is the best wrestler in the world. Uh, She, and for those of you who bought that garbage story two years ago about Sasha and Bailey crying in the halls <laughs> because they had to lose their title, do you think that person would be smiling outside the ring after having lost the world title? Um, as we've seen on social media, great shot of Sasha just so happy with what had happened. Um, Sasha cares about the business. She cares about the titles she doesn't care about winning and losing and she gave and she gave and she gave and one of my favorite wrestlemania matches ever it's in my top 10 another five minutes and uh it probably would have made my top five that's really the only thing the only thing i I think it could have been a little longer and i wish they'd gotten special entrances yeah i was kind of surprised that sasha didn't at least Mm -hmm. um being the veteran and you know and having such cool music and maybe it will maybe they just couldn't get snoop dog yeah <laughs> he, he, he insisted he had to come off the top rope at some point and they were like okay let's <laughs> right. do it mania bro <laughs> they get to do it it's like <laughs> it's like you stunk up the joint on AEW with that frog splash bro <laughs> you gotta yeah, wait <laughs> yeah yeah and i, I don't want to downplay bianca and her performance either I'm no, talking no. about sasha i mean everything both of them did just hit it, there were no mistakes there were no screw-ups it went perfectly um and you know sasha hasn't done a dive to the outside in a long time and it seemed like she was getting kind of uncomfortable with them because they they weren't going as well as she wanted them to a lot of times and so i thought she had just stopped doing them all together and then she pulled this one out for the first time in a long time and nailed it perfectly um so i wonder and i'm just speculating since we hadn't seen her try one in so long i wonder if she'd just been practicing and getting more confident again or if she said i'm not going to do this all the time i'm going to bust it out for the big moments to yeah. make it special and make it memorable instead of doing a canadian destroyer in every freaking match to the point where they have no more meaning than a headlock takedown yeah um so yeah um nobody doesn't like sasha bianca's already amazing she's only going to get better 
Um, I wouldn't hate Bianca keeping it for a full year and Sasha winning the Rumble and getting a rematch next year. I wouldn't hate that at all. Um, so now that Sasha's not champion, now you're going to hear me campaigning for her to win the Rumble. <laughs> As I expect we would. But yes, uh, what a fantastic way to close night one. Um, like I say, night one, almost perfect. Almost yeah. perfect. If only the live, the if only the live squad, <laughs> the live squad. Well, we Sorry. definitely know who you like better in the in the in the pair. <laughs> the live squad is living me. Um, we are the live squad. If you only the, the riot squad had won. <laughs> oh, that's fantastic! But let's move on to night two. Let's keep it rolling, and um, we have to talk about the host. And this is where where we really have to talk about the host. We mentioned it earlier. So this time, Titus. And Hogan come out again in full pirate garb, by the way, uh, which I thought was kind of cool. And I would have thought Edge would have been wearing pirate garb. Hmm. He is the rated R superstar. Rated R, yeah, it, it, dude. That 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 should have been my joke. I am the dad. <laughs> I beat you to it. You did beat me to it. You did beat Stole me to your it. Thunder. Oh my thunder. I hated that show. You can keep it. Uh, <laughs> Honestly, I did too. <laughs> so did most of the wrestlers. <laughs> but um, this time when Titus uh, and Hogan spoke, you know, Titus spoke, I was, yeah, yeah, yeah. Hogan tried to get in a variation of one of his catchphrases, and you could not mistake the booze on night two. Nah. Um, yeah, I think uh, it's time to quit leaning on the Hogan crutch. I it, think it, it may be. It may be. I think yeah, it's it's going to be tough. Him. It's going to be tough, but it's time for the man to ride off into the sunset at least yeah. for a while. Oh, no. I mean, it's going to be tough to, to get people to not think of yes, the things yes. that we think of. Yeah. 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 So I, I understand the reaction, and you know I don't blame him for it. No, not one bit. Um, yeah. But getting past that, we kick off night two with a match we were highly anticipating, and that's Randy Orton and The Fiend with Alexa. And starts off like, ah, oh, cool get up and make up for Alexa coming down. You have the huge jack in the box. She turns the thing, and then it pops up open, and The Fiend's music starts, and he raises up, and we've got the new look Fiend. Um, with a new mask and get up and everything. Uh, paying tribute to Brody Lee. Yes, and pays tribute to Brody Lee a couple times during the match. Yeah. Uh, doing the yeah, 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 and the the hand sign mm-hmm. uh, from in front of the mouth out to the outstretched arms, which is really really cool. Um, and we had a five minute and fifty second match. Yeah, because. They, for whatever reason, decided to change the outcome of this match a day, two days before it happened. Mm-hmm. This is WrestleMania. <laughs> mm-hmm. You should have stuff set. Yeah. <laughs> uh, this, I, I, I actually, as I look back at, I'm, I'm quite upset with this. Um, yeah. I think this is 100% the wrong call. Yeah. Um, I, I'm not mad at the story they're pushing this into. I'm but with you. That part of the story should have happened on Monday. Yeah. Fiend should have got to victory. Yep. Put it to bed. You could still have Orton in the triple threat on Raw. 
because yep. he's moved on from the fiend and then we can have the whole fiend alexa stuff which we're going to talk about a little bit later but yeah i thought this was a huge misstep and just uh, uh, horrible yeah. horrible but um i enjoyed seeing the fiend he, he's got a super cool entrance he always yes. has yes um I thought Alexa, whatever was going on with her, looked freaking awesome. Yes, with the the ichor pouring down her face, uh, yeah. just so so. I love, I just love supernatural stuff. So this stuff works for me. Um, but agreed, the fiend absolutely should have won. That's not the story that they were building to. Is a fiend loss here? He'd already lost once for six Orton. months. We have built this for him to lose in six minutes. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Anyway, <laughs> yeah. I'm going to get hot. I'm going to get hot about this one. Uh, <laughs> so we're going to move on. We're going to move on. Oh, wait. It's something else for me to get hot about. Let's go on <laughs> to the women's tag team titles. Uh, of course, Nia Jax, Shayna Baszler, the champions, defending against Natty and Tamina. <sighs> should have been the lift squad. Yep. Should have been the lift squad. Now, I will say that we'll take that out and let's focus on what the match was itself. Yep. Some things I liked. In mm-hmm. this match, they were behind Natty and Tamina. Yeah. The crowd was. I was actually kind of surprised. I didn't have, know how the reaction would go. I think that's also a testament to the job that Naya and Shayna do as heels. Yeah. That the crowd, you know, doesn't want them to win. Right. Um, and I'm not mad at Natty and Tamina getting that spot, that shine on WrestleMania. They did lose, but, you know, to come out and have that showcase. I'm not mad at that. I just think it just wasn't the right decision. You know, mania shouldn't always be about, you know, people getting that moment in hindsight um, at the cost of others. You know what I mean? I'd rather it be the the good story. I mean, is are we going to be going into a Natty, Tamina, Nia Jax, Shayna Baszler program that stretches on and on and on? Doesn't seem like it after Monday. Doesn't feel like it. Mm-mm. So I just, I don't know. I don't know. I, I think it should be about giving giving the best show they can to the the audience, especially when you've got people in the audience for the first time in over a year. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it would have been better with the Riot Squad. Yes. And I think the crowd, even though they were behind Italian Tamino, would have been more behind Liv and Ruby. Yeah. Um, established faces who are very sympathetic, easy to get behind, haven't been borderline heel lately. Uh, I think it would have been an easy, easy call and easier for the live audience to be invested in that match and And a good feel good moment had they won. Yes. And again, another thing about the right squad an established tag team. Yes. And not just two people seemingly being thrown together. Right. So, but anyway, yeah. So, uh, Naya and Shayna retain, um, uh, next, um, Again, contender for match of the night. Maybe was the match of the night. Uh, it was my second favorite WrestleMania match this uh, year. It was incredible. It was Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn, Logan Paul at ringside. And these two just work so well together. They know they each are. other so well. Um, they come up consistently with different spots they do some of the same spots but they mix it up how they get to them so it mm-hmm. feels the flow feels better yeah um and in the end kevin owens does defeat Sami Zayn. although for a second it i mean they did a real good job making you think Zayn was about to pull it off mm-hmm. and then he doesn't owens wins with the stunner 
Um, and then we get a little homage to Stone Cold in the ring, which I really liked with Logan Paul coming in. Hey, congratulations, you won. And he touches his hand and raises it up like you won. And Owens oh, just looks at a hand. Like, I can't remember what was it, the, the storyline where Austin couldn't attack someone unless they provoked him. Ah, uh, oh, wow. I hadn't thought about that in a long time. Yeah. Yeah. And he was hearkening back to that. He's like, oh. And he looks, oh, yeah, time to get stunned. Yeah. <laughs> and he stuns Logan Paul, who I, I guess had been watching a lot of McMahon stunner videos <laughs> and gave us a pretty awkward sell on the stunner, but it was fun. Um, the story here was simply nobody likes Logan Paul. Yes, it really was. <laughs> Logan sucks chance yeah. throughout the arena. So, and maybe it's leading to something else. I mean, he has been doing like the celebrity boxing thing and mm-hmm. MMA. So maybe we move to, maybe it could be a SummerSlam celebrity match. Maybe. Maybe. I'm getting You hear the, you hear maybe the excitement not. in my voice. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> maybe. Uh, well, I mean, excitement to see him get his butt kicked. <laughs> oh, well, okay. All right. I, I don't think they're going to go the route of Bad Bunny with him. <laughs> uh, no, I don't think he, so. He's going to yeah. have to take the L. Um, yeah. But yeah, great match. Love that one. Uh, next up, first, uh, well, not first, but uh, the second of the ch- championship matches of many <laughs> on the night. Of, of night two, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, Sheamus and Riddle for the United States Championship. And uh, we both picked Riddle <laughs> and Sheamus in spectacular fashion what a finish yeah great finish oh man that lion salt into the brogue was oh and nice looks like it busted riddle's mouth pretty good yeah he was was bleeding um but yeah i i and again i have no problem with sheamus winning this match i just didn't think they were going to take it off riddle so soon yeah that that was my thinking too he just he he's barely had it and so yeah i just thought it was too too soon if they want him to you know be something bigger um but you know, whatever. I'm fine with Sheamus being being yeah. U.S. champion. Yep. I have no problem with that. And Sheamus is the type of guy with that kind of heel mentality that can easily do an open challenge, and I could totally see it. Hey, I'm looking for a fight, fella. Mm-hmm. Who wants to step up? <laughs> I like yep. that. So see where they go. Next up, we had the Intercontinental Championship, and a great story here with Big E and Apollo Cruz. And um, of course, we both predicted Apollo Cruz would win because. Again, if that's not the direction you're going, you're pretty much burying Apollo Crews. <laughs> yeah. Um, but they did what we thought they were going to do. They pushed Apollo Crews, and they had a good match. And towards the end, it looks like Big E's going to win. Sets him up for the big ending, hits it, and then we see a new friend of Apollo come in the ring. Uh Daba Kato, am I saying that right? Yes, Daba Kato, uh, previously known as Baba Tunde, I think. Before uh, Daba Kato, yeah. And now I think they're calling him General Aziz is going to be his name? Something like that, yeah. Some, I, I don't know if that's, it's something close to that, I don't know. It's something like that, yeah. But yeah, man, that dude is a mountain. Oh my goodness. Giants hate the New Day. Yes, Giants absolutely hate the new day. Now I now I really want to see a tag team match between AJ and Omas versus uh General Aziz and Apollo. Yeah. That could be big money right there. Um, but yeah, uh again, like this match, had the right outcome, my feeling. Uh what was only about seven minutes. Mm-hmm. A little short, but hey, not yeah. everything can go super long. No, 
with all the magic and and it, it didn't venture into silliness like I was afraid it would with a name like Nigerian Drum Fight. So, um, it was good. Yeah, yeah. Um, all right. Last two matches of the night, both singles championships, and the ladies from Raw go on next to last. Good spot. Hey. And we Mm -hmm. said this, it was fitting that SmackDown's titles got the last spot on each night because SmackDown has been the far superior product uh, between SmackDown and Raw for the past year. Yeah. It just has. Um, So we had Asuka defending against Rhea Ripley. Uh, This match kind of thrown together last second because, again, we've talked about it. But thank God it wasn't what it was originally supposed to be. Uh, For those that don't know, Oscar was supposed to lose the belt to Lacey Evans, and then Lacey was supposed to lose it to Charlotte. I can only I can only assume Charlotte would win it against. At her. least she was supposed to defend it. It was supposed to be Charlotte and Lacey, and not Rhea and Oscar. Yes, uh, but of course Lacey got pregnant, um, and that kind of threw that into whack. So Oscar ends up defending against Rhea, and Rhea picks up the win. It's a good match. Um, again, I, you could say it would be one of the best matches on night two um but it was it was a good match for what it was and Rhea ends up picking up the win uh and is now your raw women's champion yeah. just like I, we I, assumed I, would happen <laughs> i didn't i didn't think it was a bad match didn't blow me away although that spot with the ddt from the apron to the outside Ooh. was that was terrifying yes that was that that was a moment where we were all just like mm. oh i hope nobody got hurt yeah <laughs> yeah uh, yeah. but it was gruesome looking, but uh, a good match. And again, uh new women's champion, Rhea Ripley, excited to see what she does going forward. Uh, we're going to talk about a little bit of that with raw here in a second um, for Monday night, but we got to talk about the main event night to the triple threat, Roman Reigns defending his universal championship against edge and Daniel Bryan. And this was one of those, it was hard to call when we were making our predictions and of course, had we had the hindsight of getting to watch everything leading up to this match, <laughs> would have made it easier. Yeah. Might've might made it easier um, because of the, all the title changes that happened right before this. <laughs> yeah. Um, and yeah, so we predicted Daniel Bryan would win. We hoped Daniel Bryan would win. Uh, unfortunately he did not. Roman Reigns ends up retaining. And it's funny because we were talking uh, right before the match started and kind of talking about our predictions and everything. And, you know, because, you know, if edge or Daniel Bryan's there to take the pin, it protects whoever the other one is, you know, or protects reigns. And um, I was talking about how I, I prefer singles matches to triple threat matches because um, for one singles matches are more personal yes. and two, w- which arguably not the case here, because this was made very personal and yes. they did a good job of that. But number two, because it's more competitive in the sense that you can say in a singles match, person A definitively defeated person B. They have bragging rights over person B. And it's hard to say that in a triple threat match. And then you said, unless you pin both people at the same time. And then he pinned both people at the same time. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I mean, that was just. Like, okay, the Swami is in, <laughs> uh, but yeah, it was a great match. I, lo- I love the match. I saw someone on Twitter suggest, and um, somebody from SmackDown, was it, I don't think it was Heyman. It might have been um, 
uh, Pierce responded to it. And they said, technically, Edge was on top of Daniel Bryan. So shouldn't have Edge been getting the shouldn't Edge have been getting the pin on Daniel Bryan and Edge be the champion? Ooh. And Pierce said, that's an interesting point. I wonder if they're going to to follow through on that uh, on that angle. I that mean perspective. I could easily see them doing that to stretch out basically some sort of rematch, whether it be one-on-one or another triple threat at Backlash. This show is called WrestleMania Backlash. Yes. It's not just called Backlash. It's WrestleMania Backlash, which yes. suggests it's the backlash from WrestleMania. So I would expect multiple WrestleMania rematches here. Yes. Just like, it, uh, and we'll get to it here in a minute with Raw as we're getting ready to roll into that. I mean, the, we already have one. Uh, we already have one. <laughs> was mm-hmm. the uh, triple threat that happened between um, Randy Orton, Braun, and uh, Drew McIntyre, which Drew McIntyre mm-hmm. won. So he is now set to take on Bobby Lashley again um, at WrestleMania Backlash. So, and it looks like we're going to get several of those, is that what it looks like they're setting up for? So let's go into Raw. Um, but again, oh, well, as a whole, WrestleMania. Fantastic. Fantastic. Yeah, I, I thought Fantastic. night one, and I, I told you this. Yes. I told you and Shane this. Night one of WrestleMania by itself would have made a tremendous WrestleMania. Yes. W- one of the better WrestleManias. Um, night two wasn't as good, um, but it was good enough that it didn't kill the event overall. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think night one for me was absolutely outstanding. Night two was very good. And so I think the two averaged together to be a great WrestleMania. I agree. Uh, I really, really enjoyed it as a whole. Um, the high spots definitely outweigh the low low spots. Mm-hmm. Um, and I agree. This is a great mania. Uh, your favorite part? Oh, Sasha Bianca. Hands down. Hands down. Yeah. The, the match and the moment. Uh, truly memorable WrestleMania matches are also moments. Yes. And and that was both a great moment and a great match. And that's what you look for in WrestleMania. And I agree. It is number one for me as well. Uh, let's move on to Raw as we get ready to wrap things up here. And uh, as we were talking about, as always, there's there's always the Raw after WrestleMania. There's always a return or two. Or five. Uh, it happens. And we got a couple. We got the Viking Raiders back on TV. Of course, um, one of them was in the Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal, which really Eric, Eric, mm-hmm. uh, Jimmy Uso ended up winning that. We didn't talk about that as part of our right. recap. And uh, Rude and Ziggler retained their tag belts right. on Friday. It hurt um, our predictions. SmackDown hurt our predictions. Yes. Um, oh, by the way, on that. On yes. that, hold on. Let, let me give a report on our predictions. We had a oh, lot right. of predictions. Yes, we did. Right? Um, so it ended up, we predicted 24 matches. Okay. Okay. I got 16 correct, and you got 13 correct. All right. So both over 50%. Yep, yep. But I beat your ass. <laughs> well, I didn't know it was a competition, so. <laughs> oh, that would have changed things. Could have. <laughs> I could have well, been more shrewd. Who knows? I don't know. <laughs> well, t- for WrestleMania Backlash, it's a competition. All right, all right, you're uh, on, all right, dude. You're all right. on. 
but uh but anyway yeah so uh eric was part of the Andre the Giant, more about a royal. Uh, the opening of night one when Vince came out, welcomed the fans back, and um, uh, BB Rexa did um, America the Beautiful. Beautiful. Yep. Uh, and they had a bunch of superstars, uh, pretty much all of them, on the the entranceway uh, platform. And if you looked and caught him, Eric and Ivar were both there. <laughs> yeah. So it was imminent that he was coming back very soon, and he shows up. On Monday night, um, a nice little match with a Hurt Business, and they beat them, of course. <laughs> yeah. You, you, don't, you don't show up and then lose. No. Uh, typically on the night after WrestleMania. Not good uh, news for the Hurt Business, though. No, no. If we can call them that. Not good news for Cedric and, and Shelton. Oh, yes. Whatever Cedric we call Shelton. them now. Yeah. Whatever their, their main event mafia. Because <laughs> we're probably only going to see them on main event going forward. Oh, okay. <laughs> that main event. <laughs> now um the return also of charlotte flair um not a huge surprise um here uh we knew it would be sooner rather than later um comes out cuts a real big promo we've ditched all aspirations and all not aspirations but all illusions of her being a face yeah yeah i was gonna make that comment Uh, like we said before she was gonna be a heel again it took a little longer than we thought but it still didn't take very long. Yeah, and they, they're having her lean into the whole angle of how the internet doesn't like her to be on top, which is kind of a novel take. I kind of like that. Yeah. Um, uh, and she's being a lot more vicious. Uh, and, of course, we had a, a rematch, a WrestleMania rematch between Asuka and Rhea for uh, the Raw Women's Championship, which Charlotte got involved in the end, ended up just in a, being thrown out or DQ. No contest, I guess, is how you would yeah, say Yeah, because she attacked both of them. On yeah. The yeah. Uh, so it looks like we're probably getting what we thought we might get at Mania at Backlash. I'm thinking a triple threat. Yeah. Here. Either uh, a triple threat or a one-on-one with Rhea, but why Why rush to that? Go ahead and do the triple threat. Yeah, save the, the one-on-one maybe for SummerSlam. Like, if yeah. you're going to build it, build it. Yeah. Um, but, uh, I, again, I hope this isn't a hot potato Charlotte with the title. Because then again, yeah. it's like okay, now you 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 delayed it a month, but you did the exact same thing to Rhea that you did before. So right, hopefully not. Um, I actually uh, thought their rematch up until the interference was a little better than their Mania match. See, I didn't. In fact, I was thinking that they don't work well together. They there, did have some s- tough spots. They did have some tough spots. Several spots where it was obvious that they had two different things in mind, or one didn't know what the other one was going for. Um, Rhea repeated a spot that didn't yeah. go well. Uh, I thought it was a little rough last night. Last, or not last night, Monday night. Monday night, yeah. What are we thinking? Yeah. <laughs> huh. But though, anyway. Even though, even though we already talked about the fact that we're an hour and a half away from... Uh, <laughs> yeah, NXT Tuesday. Well, half an hour away now. Half an hour away. But we're, we're, we're in the home stretch here. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so uh, we won't spend more time on that. So yeah, Charlotte back introduced into the 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 conversation so gearing in some form will be in part of a title match i'm assuming at wrestlemania backlash yeah um now let's talk about alexa and the fiend um we got alexa's playground and we got a firefly funhouse spot last night and alexa was on the swing in um kind of a a leather get up of what she's been wearing with the overalls, but this just mm-hmm. made a leather. So very, very witch, very dark, 
gothy kind of, gothy kind of look. Um, and she talks about why she did what she did, um, which was, you know, her figuring out that she now she doesn't need the fiend because now she understands all the power and she has it. And maybe she never needed him in the first place. Who knows? Mm-hmm. Um, so, which I think was the ultimate goal that they mm-hmm. were going to get to eventually. Uh, because I, because I, you know, her just being with the fiend didn't make a lot of sense if you want her to be in the women's division, right? She's uh, she's in wrestling, yeah. So now she can be a fiend like character for the women's division, yeah. Which I kind of, which I'm really into. I think that would be very very cool. Yeah. Again, I just think that whole thing of her turning on the fiend should have happened Monday. <laughs> I didn't even understand the turn. Like, how is what she did at WrestleMania turning on the fiend? Why was it distracting for the fiend and not distracting for Randy Orton? That didn't make any sense to me. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's the part that's odd is, is, is how it was presented. Um, mm-hmm. Again, as cool a visual as it was, and it was, very and it was, cool. it was, it was very awesome. Um, and I like where we've gotten to. I just don't like how we got there. <laughs> yeah. Um, and did it feel to you like they are going their separate ways? Yes. Because Bray didn't mention her at all he alluded to what happened but he didn't make any mention of alexa (laughs) not directly not directly uh he did on twitter um well again you have to extrapolate it but he talks uh i can't i can't remember the exact quote but it references something from uh, ancient history that i i don't know if it's biblical or not but uh, if you go and look at the Twitter, you'll see. I just don't want to misquote it. Oh, no. Uh, he, he did Samson and Delilah. Yeah, Samson and Delilah. That's it. Yeah. Yeah, I did um, see that. Yeah. And uh, and a lot of that, I think, was in reference to Alexa kind of doing that. But I do. <laughs> he did kind of mention it in the in the fun house. Well, I mean, not directly. They were like, I'm glad she's not here. I'm glad she's no longer going to be around. Yeah. And I did pop and laugh my ever-loving butt off when he said witches be wildin <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah but he wasn't like exacting revenge no, or saying no. he's going to get her so it feels like they're just going to split and we're going to have two similar characters that yeah. aren't together and you know maybe that leads to an interaction down the line who knows yeah. uh i can't imagine their cross their paths never crossing again because of how similar they're going to be yeah. and my, my my bet is because we got introduced to a new character in Alexa's playground, which was Lily. Yep. And I think Lily is a preview of what Fiend Alexa is going to look like. Yeah, that would be cool. I think that is what that is meant to kind of represent. Yeah. Um, so it, it feels to me like Vince realized that Alexa's work is so good that it's star making. And she yes. was already a star, but... I think she could be even bigger. Um, and I, I think maybe he's seeing it too. And that's why he rushed this, uh, this split. Yeah. So uh, excited to see where this goes. Uh, again, I just really disagree with them pulling the trigger on this at mania. Yeah. One day, all you had to do was wait 24 hours mm-hmm. really. And I'd have been perfectly fine with it, but anyway, um, so we're excited to see what happens there and to see what, this reborn Bray Wyatt is going to do what direction he's going to go and who he's going to go after. Right. Um, same thing with Alexa. I'm curious as to what pro what will be her first program. Yeah. With this. Uh, then of course, well, 
we didn't mention this about Mania, but in the tag team turmoil match with the ladies, of course, we had a little bit of a, a slip. A blooper. A blooper. Uh, uh, it was a bleeper of a blooper. Uh, we had, had Mandy. I don't slipped. know what that means. <laughs> uh, Mandy slipped uh, coming down the entrance way. Of course, it was wet because it had been raining. So it, yeah, I can't imagine how slippery that must be. Um, and she just, boom, went down, got right back up. And they decided to turn it into a little bit of a storyline, which is interesting uh, because backstage – uh, you have Shayna and Nia just rewinding and putting in slow mo and rewinding in this fall over and over and over. And then Mandy comes up and he's like, Yeah, you know, you're right. Yeah, it's funny. Whatever. You done. It happened. Uh, it was embarrassing. Yes, but you saw how quick I got up. Um, and yeah, you just never see stuff like that coming. And Shayna had walked away. And then, of course, Dana attacked Nia from behind and the two of them kind of roughed her up, threw her into the the pillar and set up a match for later that night. It was, was it, it was a tag match or a two on one tag match tag match. Yes. Um, and then Nia slips on the outside or is tripped up by like the apron or whatever. It wasn't and, very convincing. It, no, didn't no, look good. It, it, it didn't look great. Uh, but then Dana and Mandy sit there and make fun of her for it. And then Nia gets all angry and, so Dana and Mandy end up taking the count out. <laughs> yeah, that didn't work for me. Yeah. They're supposed to be faces, and faces don't take the count out. Heels take the count out. It looked very, very cowardly. I didn't I didn't like it. Yeah, I I don't know what they're doing with this. This just seems very odd. And again, this it was. Is, there's been a lot of bad booking when it comes to the tag division of the women. Mm-hmm. Um and this is not helping. <laughs> no. So I think the idea was that she was so mad. She being Naya was so mad that Mandy and Dana thought that she would just destroy them. But then why are you wrestlers? Like if you yeah. don't think you can handle yourself against another wrestler, why are you a wrestler? Yeah. So yeah, it totally misfired all the yeah. way. And then of course we talked about uh, Drew getting his rematch against Lashley because he won that triple threat. Interesting little part at the end though. After picking up the victory, we had a return again of sorts of two members of Retribution or mm-hmm. former members of Retribution, I guess. I don't know if they're still considered to be called Retribution. Yeah. Um, and it was um, oh, T-Bar yeah. and Mace. Yeah, uh, T-Bar and Mace come out and just pancake Lashley in that kind of choke slam bomb and then get out and you got MVP standing at the top of the, the ringside. So are we getting replacements in the hurt business now so why would you get rid of cedric and shelton and replace them with people that cedric and shelton beat on a weekly basis yep that is a good question um and personally if you were going to do this get the masks off them Mm -hmm. why couldn't it have been dio uh, dio or theo uh it's dio madden dio madden yeah dio Uh, yeah, mm-hmm. Dio Madden and Dominic Dijakovic being the two coming out and attacking Drew instead of Mason T-Bar. But, right, yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I will say that, you know, we do have this rematch for the title, and I saw people whining about it on Twitter because that's what people on Twitter do, saying, you know, Drew's been in the title picture for a long enough time already. How about something new? Now, look, 
you all know I'm not a big Drew fan. If you're not a Drew fan like me, I can see that. Uh, like, I'm not f- excited for this match, but whatever. Um, I'm not surprised by it either. If you like Drew or if you're indifferent about Drew and you're you're complaining that he's been in the title picture for too long, then take a step back. Because if you like Drew and you're complaining about this, then you don't really like Drew, do you? Mm-hmm. Um, I, and if you're indifferent about Drew and you're complaining about this, what other ideas do you have? What would you do? Would you have somebody new and then in a month have somebody else that's new? And then the next month have somebody else that's new and run through all your challengers in six months? Then what? So... <laughs> how, how long is someone so allowed to be at the top anymore? Right. Yeah. It's, I mean, that's a viable question. And yeah. I think it, and everybody's got their own opinion again um, about that. They like have, they have their opinion, but they don't support their opinion with ideas. Right. It's like, yeah, it's okay to, if you want to disagree with something. Okay. Well, what, 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 what can we do to improve it then? Yeah. It's like, what can we do to improve it? Um, it's like they only want someone to be on the top for eight months, and then that's it, and never again. And that is not feasible. You don't have enough main event quality talents to do that. Yeah, and and given the power of Lashley and the whole persona, I don't want a series of squash matches with people that aren't top contenders. You know, right. like it's like who we're we gonna throw in there this time? Okay. Um, and again, this is nothing against Ricochet, right? Well, but he hasn't been built like a, a title contender. Yeah, and 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 you look at the tail of the tape on the two of them. Lashley destroys him. Yeah, just like Lesnar did. Yeah, so <laughs> um, brutal. Yeah, so yeah, we'll see. I'm I kind I want Lashley to retain this belt and build towards Lesnar at SummerSlam. That would be my dream. Mm-hmm. Maybe we'll get it. Maybe we won't. We'll see. <laughs> I have a hard time seeing McIntyre losing twice, but. I don't know. We've got five weeks, so we'll see. We'll see what happens. Um, all right, and that's uh, that's pretty much the show. We got about uh, twenty minutes <laughs> before uh, the Tuesday night of NXT kicks off. Uh, for those of you that are listening on Wednesday, uh, thanks for joining us. Uh, but we, we do want to talk about what is one thing from this past week of everything, just something you loved. It doesn't have to be your number one moment, just something you loved. Um, I. I... I, I just got to go with the crowd reaction to Sasha and Bianca. I was, you know, I was thinking of picking something less obvious, but from this past week, that's something that I'm going to remember for the rest of my life as one of those special moments as a wrestling fan, seeing my favorite wrestler mm-hmm. in that moment. It's part of that moment. Uh, my second favorite wrestler of all time is what Sasha Banks is. And so having her in that moment, never thought she was booked so poorly for so long that I never thought, she'd be champion again. And now she's main eventing WrestleMania with Bianca Belair, the crowd supporting it, um, putting on a, a classic match. Um, I, I, I can't get too cutesy with my pick this week. I've got to go with it. All right. Excellent. Uh, I can't disagree with that at all. Um, it's definitely up there just to be different. Uh, yep. I will talk about one of my favorite moments uh, and it's not a match. It's Bailey. Ah, yeah. Bailey we talk was, about her. Yeah. Bailey was, she didn't have a match, of course, but she did show up both nights uh, interacting with uh, some of the Hall of Famers and the legends and the hosts. Um, and the crowd loved it. 
The crowd loved it. You know how I know they loved it? Because when they tried to play her like the straight heel at the on night two and they had the Bellas come out and beat her up, they were booing the crap out of the Bellas. Yep. Yep. Because they didn't want to see Bailey treated that way because she deserved better. Yep. Absolutely. We love Bailey. We love Bailey. She should have had a match on the card. She didn't, but she still had her mark and was there as a part of WrestleMania, which I really, really loved. Thought it was great. But as a whole, love the whole weekend. Love everything that happened. So happy to get to experience fans back in the stands again. I'm assuming SummerSlam is probably going to be the next time we're going to see this with fans. I think they'll definitely shoot for I, uh, I can't say definitely, but I expect them to shoot for it at SummerSlam. Yes. So, um, yeah, well, that's our show this week. Uh, thanks for joining us. Thank you for all the support and the listens and the likes. Uh, keep giving us comments. What did you love from uh, WrestleMania weekend? What was your favorite match? Or WrestleMania week. Us? Week technically, yeah. WrestleMania week. What was we your didn't even talk about the Hall of Fame? Yeah, didn't even <laughs> get to the Hall too. of Fame. Yeah, we might uh, talk a little bit about that maybe next next week just to cover it. Uh, but it was good too. Check it out. It was good. It was odd, but it was good. Odd <laughs> in the presentation, not the uh, yeah. uh, presenters themselves. But uh, yeah, so uh, you can like, share, subscribe, all that notifications, likes, everything. Uh, you can find us. At Plus WrestleCast on Twitter. That's P L U S WrestleCast. You can find me at Timothy K. You can find Steven at Bizarro Doom. You can even find us on Facebook just by searching for the Positively Wrestling Podcast. We are available wherever podcasts are downloaded. So check us out. Have a great week. We will talk to you next week with more wrestling insights and thoughts and opinions and loves right here on Positively Wrestling.